وَلَا تَقُولُوا Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that do not say لِمَنْ about whoever يُقْتَلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ about those who are killed in the way of Allah don't say about them that they are amwat they are dead amwat is the plural of mayit mayit is a person who is dead from the root letters mim wa so a person who has died in the way of allah what does it mean by that think about the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so for example think about musab ibn umayr radiyallahu anhu he died in the battle of uhud he was killed in that battle allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Don't say that those people are dead. Well, aren't they dead? They're no longer alive in this world. This is why they were buried. So why not call them dead? Because bal rather ahya'un. They're alive. Plural of the word hay. Hayaya. They are alive. Walakin la tashurun. But you don't get it. You don't know how they're alive. You don't know what kind of life they're living. You don't understand because you are here in this world. You only see things that are in front of you. You don't know the entire picture. You only see what's before you. Now why is this being mentioned? You see, one of the greatest losses in life is of loved ones. One of the biggest hardships in life is death. It's very painful. When you find out somebody's struggling, you find out somebody's sick, yeah, it hurts you. But when you find out somebody has died... They're no longer with you. You can't go sit with them anymore. You can't go talk to them anymore. I mean, it leaves you feeling kind of empty and lonely. You know, everybody else is going about their own life. Things are going on as usual. But this person is no longer there. And that hurts you. Something so painful. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us the positive side of it. And what is that? That yes, even though they are gone from you, you no longer see them. But these people have not finished. It's not that they have finished. No. They are now living a different life. Where is that life? In the barzakh. Remember that when we leave this world, it's not that we cease to exist. No. That we stop existing. There is a life after death. And that life will not begin on the day of judgment. It begins from the moment you die. Death is just a transition. It's a shift from this world to the world of Barzakh. Barzakh is the place where you are until the day of judgment. After you leave this world, until the day of judgment. So here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those who die in the way of Allah, they're not dead, they're living. They're living in the barzakh. In the Qur'an we learn, and this is mentioned in your notes also, they're alive, on page 19, that وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا Never think that those who are killed in the way of Allah are dead. بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ They're alive with their Lord and they're given provision. They get food to eat. They get things to enjoy. فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ They're happy because of the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them. Isn't that life? Where you're eating and you're feeling joy? Is that life or death? It's life. So we learned that the Sahaba, they asked the Prophet ﷺ about this. 
And he said that the souls of the martyrs, martyrs are those who die in the way of Allah, their souls live in the bodies of green birds, not in this world, but in paradise, who have their nests in chandeliers that hang from the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the description that the Prophet ﷺ gave. But don't think of it as green birds of this world. No. Don't think that a green bird is actually the soul of a human being. No. A green bird here is a bird. Okay? This is not in this world. The Prophet ﷺ is talking about the barzakh. Alright? They eat of the fruits of paradise. Whatever they like. So, what we learn in this hadith is that the person who dies in the way of Allah does not finish. Rather, he begins a new life. And a life that is better than this life. What does this ayah teach us? That sometimes you face some difficulty in your life. You lose something. Hmm? You lose something. You no longer have what you always had. Is your life over? No. What you lost, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you something better in its place. You see, in order to get to Jannah, you have to leave this world. Leaving this world is painful, but you can't get to Jannah if you don't leave this world. Correct? So, change in life is very difficult. It's very difficult, but it's also very important. It's also very important because without it, you're not going to grow. You're not going to improve. You're going to stay where you are and we know that when things stay the same way in this world, what happens? They stagnate. Like for example, if water is just sitting in a pond, what's going to happen to it after some time? What's going to happen? It's going to stink. It's going to have like weird things growing on it. You don't want to go near it. So change is necessary. But that change is painful. But don't worry. It's painful. So you need sabr and you need salah. You need to hold yourself firm and then you need spiritual strength that you will get from salah. And with that, transition from one thing in life to another will become easier for you. So this ayah is teaching us that whenever you lose something, you haven't actually lost You haven't actually lost something. Why? Because losing something means you are moving to something else. You are moving to something else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took one thing away from you and He will give you something else in its place. He will give you. But you have to trust Him and you have to seek Him. And another important thing we learn in this ayah is that don't say negative things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't say about these people that they are dead. When you say that somebody died, it's sad. Isn't it? It's a sad way of looking at things. Look at the positive side. They are alive now somewhere else. So anything that happens, there is a negative side to it, and there is also a positive side to it. Remember this rule. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created things that are good, 100% good. And then there are things which are good and they also have something evil. Okay? They have a good side and they have a bad side. 
But there is no pure evil. Remember this. There is nothing pure evil that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made. Even if something appears to be evil and appears to be something very bad and very ugly and very painful, there's still something good with it. So focus on that good. Focus on that good. So whenever there's some difficulty that you're facing in life, or something difficult that you experienced in your life long ago, always think about what you got from it, what you gained from it, not what you suffered in it. Change your mind, change your thinking, think positively. Let me ask you a few questions. What's the positive side to sickness? Like for example, you get really sick. What's the good in it? Yeah? Okay. Your sins are forgiven. What else? You get to skip school. Right? What else? Yeah? Your immune system gets stronger. What else? You are more concerned about your health then. So you eat properly, you exercise, etc. You start taking care of yourself. Go ahead. You become close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What else? You get more sleep. You get breakfast in bed. Right? You enjoy all of these perks. Okay, this is one thing. How about if you don't do well on a quiz? You learn from your mistakes. You learn from your mistakes. Okay, what else? You can take a retest. You get another chance to take the test again. What else? A sister mentioned to me that she took a quiz, right? You know, for every lesson you take a quiz, right? So she took one of those quizzes and she didn't do well at all. So she re-listened to the lesson, she studied properly and she took the quiz again and she got 90% something. So your loss, your failures also teach you. Isn't it? Your failures also teach you. Okay, so we spoke about illness and we spoke about a bad mark. Anything else that's terrible that happened with you recently? Can you think of something bad that happened? Something that really hurt you and bothered you? Okay, so when there was a death in the family, as painful as it was, the rest of the family got closer to each other. Pain brought the family together. Loss brought the family together. Have you ever like lost something physical, like something that you own, that you really like, you lose it or it breaks. Can you give me an example? You lost your water bottle. You lost it. You no longer have it. And it was important to you because, you know, you bought it yourself, for example, with your allowance. So you lost it. So now what? What's the good in that? You get to buy another one. How cool is that? Right? What else? What other benefit is there in it? You lost your water bottle. Now what's the good in that? Okay, hopefully somebody else will use it and will not waste so much plastic. Okay, what else? Okay, so for your loss, you are patient and you're getting reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for losing your bottle. I mean seriously, you get reward, you get bonus points for losing a bottle. Yeah, when you are patient. So remember that there is nothing purely evil that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided for you. No matter how terrible something is in your life, 
there is always something good in it. So don't look at the terrible aspect, look at the positive aspect. What have you gained from this? Not what you have lost in it. Next ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ And surely we will definitely test you. Bala from Balaam wow. And Bala is a test, a trial. Remember Wa Ibrahim Bikalimat when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested Ibrahim السلام, with some commands. And I told you the meaning of ibtila over there, a difficult test. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making a promise over here with us. And what is this promise? That we will definitely test you. So think about yourself. Allah is telling you that you will definitely be tested. Life is not going to be easy for you. You will face many trials. What kind of trials? What kind of tests? بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ Something of fear. بِشَيْءٍ min. What does it mean? A little bit off. Something off. Right? Meaning, it's not going to be all bad. There is going to be a little bit of this trial and a little bit of that trial. What are these trials going to be? Five things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions. Masa'ibul الْخَمْسَ The five trials. Firstly, al-khawf. Khawf means fear. And khawf is when you expect something harmful or something dangerous, something terrible to happen. When you expect that it will happen. So you are afraid. It could be from people, it could be from natural disasters, from animals, fear. So you are going to experience fear in your life. What kind of fears do you experience in your life? Some people are afraid to sleep because they're afraid of bad dreams. This is true. And it can lead to sleep deprivation. It can lead to serious issues. What else? What other fears do we have? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Fear of failure, so we don't even want to try. Fear of being laughed at. Fear of being made fun of. Fear of lightning, that it may hit you. Hmm? Fear of falling, fear of getting into a car accident, so you're afraid to drive. Fear of somebody getting upset with you, somebody yelling at you, somebody treating you in a mean way. So these fears are real. And sometimes there are moments in your life when there's just too much fear, when you're so afraid. Like for example, when you have to write an exam. What happens to your heart? You're trying to be like all cool and you know, I know and... I'm not afraid of taking tests, but you know what's happening inside your heart. You get nervous. You get afraid. Why are you experiencing this fear? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is testing you. Well, jur and hunger. Jur, jim wa is when you're hungry. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test you with hunger also. Amazing. Why? Because when you're hungry, the real you comes out. So you don't just stay hungry, you become hangry. When are you hungry? Or when do people get hungry? When they don't have food to eat. Why? Could be many reasons. They can't afford to buy food. There's no food available. Hmm? They don't have money. You get to school, you realize you don't have any money and your mom didn't put any lunch in your bag. And so you're hungry all day. Nobody offers you any food. Nobody even offers to buy lunch for you. 
Happens sometimes, right? Or you have food, but you don't get the chance to sit down and eat. Does that happen? You have food, but you're so busy, class to class, one thing to another, you don't get the chance to sit down and eat. Sometimes you're hungry because you're fasting. Hmm? So this hunger is also a test. Or your mom is just too busy, she hasn't been able to prepare any food and give you anything. You ask her so many times, Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, where's the food? Where's the dinner? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll give it, I'll give it, I'll make it. min al amwal. The third test, naqs reduction. Naqs is when something gets less. Min al amwal. Amwal is a plural of mal. Mal is wealth. The things that you own, things that you possess. So you have them, and then what happens? There is naqs. There is reduction. The things that you had become less. How do they become less? Why do they become less? Why would they become less? Like for example, there's some natural disaster, a fire. I know somebody who lost their entire apartment and everything it had in a fire. Literally, their entire apartment burnt down in front of their eyes and they couldn't get anything. Nothing. And they requested if they could get back into their apartment to get some stuff, at least, you know, the driver's license, passport, some things that, you know, have some value because you need them, they're important to you. They weren't allowed to go back in even because it's not safe. So, نَقْسِم مِنَ amwal. You have money and then you realize somebody took some, somebody stole it, you dropped it. Something you have, you're using it, and it gets damaged, so it needs to be replaced. Naqsim min al-amwal, shortage of wealth, or reduction of wealth. Poverty, you're going to face that. You know, for example, you're working, summer, you're working, and you're making all that money, and you're feeling happy with every paycheck. Yes, alhamdulillah, a few hundred dollars more, a few hundred dollars more. And then finally, there will come a point where you will have to give that money away. Why? Because you're going to pay for your tuition, for example. Or you have to pay for your car. Or you have to pay for your phone. You have to pay for your bus tickets. You get that allowance, you're so happy. $70 I have for the month, for example. $100 I have for the month, wow. And then what happens? It all goes away. نَقْسِمْ مِنَ amwal. Somebody has a job, they lose it. Somebody has a business, it goes bankrupt. نَقْسَ مِنَ amwal, Wal anfus, And also of lives. Anfus is a plural of nafs. What does it mean by this? Reduction of lives. Meaning, you have people today, and tomorrow they'll be gone. Loss of life. Your loved ones, your acquaintances, people you know, they die. And you miss them. This is also something very painful. Naqsim min al-amwal wal-anfus also alludes to sickness and disease in your body. You can't use your body anymore. You were able to use your hands, your feet, your legs. You could go up and down the stairs easily. You could type so easily on the computer. And now your hand is in so much pain, you cannot type anything. You cannot use your hands anymore. You cannot go up the stairs anymore because your knees hurt too much. I know somebody who was told by the doctor, 
go up and down the stairs only once during the day. Only once. So you know what that meant? In the morning when they would come downstairs, they would have to bring everything with them. Like whatever they would need for the entire day. And then in the evening when they would go back up to bed, they would take what they would need for the night. Because they couldn't go up and down easily. This happens. And sometimes we think this is only for the old people. But sometimes, young people also. You fall, you get hurt, you have an injury, you can no longer run. You have an injury, you can no longer play. You were so good at soccer, now you cannot even kick the ball. It happens. Your thumb is hurt, you cannot even you know, dribble properly, whatever you do with the ball. So, you can't do this anymore. نَقْسَ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ Plural of ثَمَرَةِ And what does that mean? Produce, fruit. And this includes grains and vegetables and fruit. Anything that grows and you eat it, you use it. Shortage of that also. Loss of that also. There is a fire or there is some bug and so the trees have to be cut off, the crop has to be destroyed. It happens. A bug and so much meat has to be destroyed or so many eggs have to be discarded. Imagine those farmers, what big loss they're going into. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises us that this will definitely happen in your life. But what do you have to do? What are you going to do? وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah says, give good news to those who are patient. Congratulate the patient people. Give them good news. Give them good news of what? Of Allah's reward. That yes, they're facing a difficulty, but this difficulty is actually an opportunity. It's not a loss. It's an opportunity to win something, to gain something. Gain something else. You know, for example, when you pay for, let's say, a phone, you're giving $500 of your hard-earned money to pay for a phone that you want to get. Do you feel like you have lost your $500? No. You're not looking at the money that you're giving. You're looking at what you're getting from this transaction. So when people ask you, how much did you buy this for? You actually proudly say, $500. You're almost proud of the big price that you gave. Big price that you paid. You're proud of that. Why? Because it shows how valuable what you have gained is. So, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give good news to those who are patient. Because through this loss, they have gained something that is much better. They have gained something that is far better. And what is it that they have gained? Many things. They have gained reward. They're going to get something better in the place of what they have lost. بَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Who are the patient ones? What does sabr look like? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, الَّذِينَ The patient ones are those people who إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةً When calamity strikes them. أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةً Both of these words are from the root letters صَاد وَأَوْبَى And sawab is to hit the mark. You know, for example, somebody shooting an arrow and they hit the target. So for example, if somebody gives the right answer, they're told, asabta or asabti. That's right. You know, when the scholars give a fatwa, they say, wallahu a'lamu bis sawab. 
And Allah knows best about what is right, what is correct. So correct and right, what is right in this situation. So the word musibah means literally that which strikes. Where does it strike? Where does it hit? Its target. What does it mean? That a difficulty that has hit you was meant to hit you. It could have missed you, but it did not. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided. You know, recently somebody was telling me they were driving a truck and they got into an accident and the truck literally rolled over. And this woman, she said that she had no idea as to what happened to the truck because she was inside. She wasn't looking from outside. She didn't know what was happening to it. And when she came out, people were shocked to see her alive. She said she didn't have a single scratch. Nothing on her body. Imagine driving a truck and the truck rolls over. And the driver comes out perfectly fine. How? Why? Because that musibah was not meant to hit her. And other times what happens? A person is sitting in the car, a minor hit, a minor collision... And that minor collision, what happens? The airbag bursts and that causes injury. And a person breaks their nose and their hand and whatnot because of the airbag that was meant to protect them. It actually wounds them more, injures them more. Hmm? So the point is that every difficulty that reaches you was meant to reach you. It could never have missed you. So the patient are those people who when difficulty hits them, What do they say? What happened? Why? Why Allah? What did I do wrong? No. قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ They say, indeed we belong to Allah. They say, we belong to Allah. وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ And we are going to return to Him. We belong to Him. So He can decide whatever He wants to do with us. I am Allah's property. And we are going to return to him, I am going to face him. So I cannot afford to be upset with him. I belong to Allah. This has happened to me because Allah decided it. And if he decided this for me, it's going to be good for me. It cannot be bad for me. So this gives them hope. That whatever has happened will not destroy them. Because this is Allah's decision. إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ So those who say this, at the time of difficulty... Allah says, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ Those are the people upon whom there are salawat from their Lord. Salawat is a plural of salah. Salah means prayer, doesn't it? But salah from Allah means praise. Make sure you write this down. Praise. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises such people. And blessings. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards them generously. Warahma And also mercy. Allah praises such people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a special mercy on them. So they are at peace. They're not angry. They're calm. Other people are getting stressed out and frustrated and they're chill. What makes them so chill? At a time when others are stressing out. Why are they so relaxed? Because Allah's mercy is on them. They were patient and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala covered them in His mercy. وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ And it is such people who are rightly guided. They're guided to the right course of action. They're guided to say the right thing and to do the right thing. So such people are successful.
So what do we learn in these verses? Tests in life are are certain. They will definitely happen. One test after another. And what is being checked? Our reaction. How do we respond? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, give good news to those who are patient. What is patience? What is sabr at a time when difficulty hits you? That you remember Allah. You trust His decision. And you have hope in Allah. So such people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises them. He blesses them. And He protects them. He gives them peace and calmness. And so they are led to the right action and they are led to say the right things also. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all sabr at a time of hardship. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sta'inu bis-sabri wa-salah Inna allaha ma'as-sabirin وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتٍ بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفِ